You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome one, welcome all. It is the bell of the ball. That was a terrible rhyme. I don't care. I'm RJ Ochoa. He's Pete Sweeney. This is Monday Football Monday, the preeminent show on the SB Nation NFL show. Make sure to subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcast. Leave a rating, ride, review. If you don't, Pete Sweeney will be sad. That's the type of Pete Sweeney I always have to deal with. The sad, mad, angry version. Pedro, how goes it? Yeah, like a lawn gnome. That's usually how I write to you in our Slack channel. It's, it's going well. I'm impressed, actually, with the rhyme. If you came up with that off the top of your head, it, it wasn't actually too bad. Welcome one, welcome all to the bell of the ball. We are the bell of the ball of the SB Nation NFL show, are we not? I mean, we are, but it just, like, I wish it had been longer. Like, bell of the ball was too short. You know, like, welcome one, welcome all was nice and fleshed out. You know, like, the outward part of an accordion, and then I just scrunched it in way too fast. Like, the bell of the ball. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't yeah. Work. Yeah, it, it, the flow is off. Jerry Seinfeld said it's all about timing. I mean, that's that's the key to everything right there. And you got to get the timing down. And so, look, go back to the workshop and we'll figure it out for next time. We'll see if there is a next time. Um, but, you know, that <laughs> remains to be seen. Um, it is Monday Football Monday, as mentioned. Like I said, the best show, the best people, um, the best team is represented here, as we've known for a long time, in the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Pete Sweeney, today we are talking about, because we're continuing our divisional preview series right. here on the SB Nation NFL show, the NFL's favorite division, the NFC East. Now, people don't know this about Pete Sweeney. All right, because they hear Homer Pete when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, yeah, the Chiefs are great. Chiefs are awesome. Patrick Mahomes walks on water. But Pete right. Sweeney grew up rooting for the boys in blue, the New York right. football giants. That's right. I actually grew up a big fan of NFC East football. People in Kansas City will ask me, Pete, who's your least favorite team in the NFL? Is it the Broncos or the Raiders? And I say neither. It is the Dallas Cowboys because mm. that is in my bones to dislike the Dallas Cowboys. But here we are, as you mentioned, RJ, we are continuing with our division previews. And we do want to say ahead of time, right, you and a good friend of the show, BLG, already kind of went through this exercise as part of the NFC mixtape. And you guys NFC got into East the mixtape. Please get the branding right. The NFC, the right. Whatever, the, whatever that <laughs> second rate podcast is that you call it. You guys did this exercise for that, and you talked about this stuff extensively. So we are going to do a shortened version of what would be the NFC East uh, all-star team that you guys came up with. And why don't we start with the quarterback position? You guys landed on Dak Prescott. We did. Now, I do want to say very quickly before we talk about the future MVP of the NFL um, <laughs> that I purposely threw away or deleted, rather, all of my notes on the team that BLG okay. and I constructed. Um, so 
if you are an NFC East mixtape fan, and we all know that the whole world is, there might be some, you know, differences, some things that I preferred over BLG because, you know, I wanted to keep it as as fresh as possible for the purposes of Monday Football Monday. But um, one thing that was not disputed, I think maybe the easiest decision we made was, in fact, numero cuatro uh, for the quarterback of this group. Um, Dak Prescott's a top five, whatever, however you yeah. want to stretch it out, top six, top seven quarterback in the NFL. I actually made the case, Pete, I think that, and I know you're going to go to your Mahomesness, but I think if you look at the best quarterback in any respective division and then the gap between them and the second best quarterback in that division, I think it's largest in the NFCs. And I, I, for example, in the AFC West, it's because Justin Herbert's that good. You know what I mean? That even as great as Patrick Mahomes is, Justin Herbert has closed that gap. But the, the rest of the competition in the NFCs is just really, really, really poor. Yeah, the first thing I'll, I'll say about this very quickly is the fact that Dak is lucky Alex Smith is no longer in the division. Of course, happy retirement to Al Smith, or it would be a lot closer. But I would tend to agree with you. I would certainly take Dak Prescott over Ryan Fitzpatrick and Daniel Jones. I think there's a little bit of unknown to what Jalen Hurts can offer when he has the full trust from the beginning of the year on. But you can't take an unknown in this exercise. So, again, no Alex Smith here. So, of course, it's Dak Prescott. That's right, baby. Um, one of the best quarterbacks to root for, one of the best people in the NFL. Um, I think you agree that Dak is a lock for the Alex Smith Award, the Comeback yes, Player of the Year. No doubt. Um, and certainly will be in contention for MVP because, as we've discussed, it is a narrative-driven award. He plays for the Dallas Cowboys. He has all this story behind him. If the Cowboys play well, if he plays well, he'll certainly be in the running. Uh, but we move on. This one was also really easy, Pete, um, running back. And some people in the aftermath of the mixtape episode we did were shocked that I didn't really cape at all for Ezekiel Elliott uh, as far as the best running back in the division. But Zeke is, I mean, BLG and I, and BLG and I also did an episode that where we discussed the most overrated players in the NFC. And Zeke was my answer for the Cowboys. I do think that, you know, you're a big fantasy guy. There's so many people who just kind of see the feed Zeke stuff and know him in that context. Um, Zeke was really bad last season and he's been so good that, you know, kind of a pedestrian season is really bad for him. Uh, but the answer here is Saquon Barkley. Yeah. And I will get into it a little bit more in the news section of this. The one question I have is how much is Saquon going to play? It's a little bit unknown as to if he's going to be ready for training camp and week one and whatnot. And if Saquon is out of the mix for any, any period and you get 16 games of Zeke, that's where maybe Zeke pushes it. But there is, again, too much unknown to just hand it to Zeke Elliott here. I think if you're looking and doing this exercise as far as, you know, just the fact that everybody's going to likely play 16 games, it has to be Saquon. And so I'm happy that you admitted, all right, I have to go in another direction here. And you are quite the homer, as everybody knows. We know about Polo Monday and so on and so forth. So I appreciate mm -hmm. the uh, honesty it's, it's there. Vic it's victory Polo Monday. Again, you're really off brand here uh, for a lot of different things. But the NFC um, East tape and Polo Monday. <laughs> um Tight end, before we get to the wide receiver group here, um, also kind of pedestrian. I mean, big, big shocker here, Pete, that the NFC East has some kind of, like, no names in a lot of different spots. Um, I still believe the Cowboys tight ends. I, I made a penny argument for Evan Ingram when we did this. Um, Washington has options. But um, as, as much as I love Zach Ertz, and I can't wait for the Philadelphia Eagles to free him, the answer here is a different Dallas, Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you. I think Goddard is the way to go. We'll see what happens with Zach Ertz, but I, I just feel like if Philly wasn't as high as they are on what is Goddard, then Ertz would be much more still in the mix. They're a little bit of a luxury at the tight end position, and I don't think you see that with the other teams. Mm. So you're a big fan of Dallas. That's my takeaway from this. 
Okay. This has been See, a, that's, that's it's, not been a re- it's been a really annoying pun thing for a long time. This Dallas got it right. Um, so yeah, you know. they might as well trade him to the Cowboys, similar as they did with the, the swap in the NFL draft. There. Um, anyway, uh, wide receiver Pete. I'll let you go first here because I want to hear it. I want to hear it out of your lips. I want to hear it. Well, I'm referring to the list that you guys came up with, but you have Amari Cooper, right? <laughs> Terry McLaurin and Kenny Galladay, and so. I think that's right. I mean, I, I, I think there are a bunch of receivers that could push this in Dallas, right? I mean, I, that's pretty obvious to me. But at this point in, in their careers, I mean, you just got to go with what the body of work has been. And Cooper is the pick if you're going uh, Dallas. Scary Terry. And then Kenny Galladay has really proven that he can be an asset in Detroit. I'm eager to see what he does in New York. The l- thing I like about Kenny Galladay going to New York is the idea that uh, Daniel Jones has any excuses is now over. And so I-, I like the picks there that you guys made at wide receiver. That's right. Um, you know, I argued for Michael Gallup over Kenny Galladay. I, I can see my, I, I made the argument, so I can see that obviously, but um, I'm fine with Kenny Galladay, but Terry McLaurin, this, this is a division actually, I think with underrated wide receivers because people continually underrate Amari Cooper because he's quiet and he doesn't, you know, he's not loud and boisterous. In fact, um, last week ESPN did all the rankings of, you know, the executive rankings where they had best quarterbacks and running backs, things like that. They listed 19 wide receivers, Pete, and Amari Cooper was not one of them. Uh, but Terry McLaurin, I think, again, has potential to be a top five receiver in the NFL. People kind of overlook him because Washington's been so bad, generally speaking. And Kenny Galladay, having played in Detroit, a lot of Lions were freed this offseason. And that's a very exciting thing for different people. Quick point on this, too. I, I think you have to mention just Sterling Shepard. I mean, you mentioned the fantasy aspect of this. This guy's like a plug and play fantasy guy whenever he's healthy, which can sometimes be here and there. Uh, he's he's a guy that gets a lot of targets. Now, how will Kenny Galladay impact that? I think quite a bit. Right. So we'll see if he can continue up uh, his production as we go. Mm. All right. Offensive line time. Now, the Cowboys have three offensive linemen who have challenged for this spot before, but one of them is Travis Frederick, who retired last year. Uh, Lyle Collins never quite in this mix, but the other tackle in Dallas, Tyron Smith, still among the best left tackles in the NFL, has trouble staying healthy, hasn't played a full season since 2015, and that was a 16-game regular season. Now, obviously, we're at 17, but uh, Tyron is amazing. Just quickly, Pete, going left to right here, uh, we did cheat a little bit here, and I know that Stats and BLG did this exercise um, with the NFC North last week. Uh, I don't, well, I don't know if they do. They still do that show, the what's it called, the podcast or the like rodcast, something like that. Something, something Off, stats. Offcast, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, well, I think that when they did this, maybe maybe I just saw like the notes for this on the Slack, right. you know, group. Probably what um, it was, yeah. But um, but they they talked about using guards and like shifting them around and you know, kind of just getting the best five dudes out there. Right. I don't have a, I don't have a problem with this for the purposes of this exercise. So left to right uh, within the NFC, so you have Tyron Smith and Brandon Scherf from Washington mm-hmm. playing on the franchise tag for the second straight season. That will not be the case on our team. We'll pay him. Uh, Jason Kelsey at center. Jason uh, Kelsey. Kels, yeah, Jason Kelsey. Yeah. You know, whatever. Uh, although he he seemed really opposed to the Kelsey thing. Um, unlike Travis, I don't know. I don't, don't want to like say there's like family dissension there or dis dissension maybe. Um, right. but you know whatever. Uh, right guard Zach Martin among the very best in the National Football League, and at right tackle Lane Johnson from the aforementioned Philadelphia. Eagles. I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you here. Like those names. One thing that we did on the NFC South version of this is we picked which team's offensive line we'd like, and I'll challenge you there if you could pick. One of the four teams, OLs, who are you going with? I'm probably going Dallas. Um, no, like in the here, in, in no, the here and now. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking like today, 
you know, they're healthy, which is which was their problem last year. I think Philly's underrated. Philly had a great offensive line for a long time, but like I mean, kind of like Dallas. I mean, they're just kind of they're on the downward trend of that, like health wise and, and things like that. And so like, you know, everything falls apart as, you know, is the Kansas City Chiefs learned last year at mm. one point or another. Uh but well, I'll we take have to Dallas. that on the NFC East podcast. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's a good pick. I I, um, I would tend to agree. Right. Okay. So flipping things to the defensive side of the ball. Or do you want to flip or do you want to take a break? Actually, let's go. No, yeah, um, let's flip. Let's flip it. Um, These pancakes need to be cooked. <laughs> um, <laughs> are you a big pancaker? Or is, uh, are you a waffle guy? You know, I try to avoid carbs as m- best as I can in meals that aren't dinner because as a native New Yorker, you sort of alluded to that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a big pizza fan. At some point in the week, pizza is going to be had. And so mm-hmm. if I can avoid carbs in most other meals, at least I can afford the calorie intake that happens with pizza which is a lot as you as you can tell uh so um i i like pancakes but i i'm probably more of an egg man maybe Mm. like eggs maybe two strips of bacon stay away from the the carb load at at breakfast pete sweeney's a big queens guy all right i mean he's he's from new york i mean pete sweeney is queens boulevard if you know what i'm talking about yeah Uh, (laughs) some people call me aquaman some people don't i mean that that's that's the way it goes um chase young was one of the easier decisions here at defensive end now the other defensive end pete i'm i'm just going to plead ignorance i really don't remember the person that blg was you know caping for here i remember Mm -hmm. in fact the the version i remember is that blg and i agreed on demarcus lawrence as the other defensive end for the nfc's yeah i i think you guys got it right i think chase young is maybe one of the most underrated players in the National Football League. I I I still don't know if the league as a whole realizes how good uh, Chase Young is, and I think this division will be much more competitive this year. How could it be any less competitive than what we that that slop we saw last year? And I mm-hmm. think Young might emerge as a national name. Yeah, like anytime he's involved to stick with your Queens Boulevard Aquaman thing here. I mean, it's like the the blow up scene from Medellin. You know what I'm talking about? Like at the yeah. very end, like that's that's like Chase Young, like getting through the line of scrimmage type mm-hmm. thing. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, I, it's really difficult to be underrated as a cowboy. That's a really difficult thing to do. Somehow he has managed it. He doesn't have the sack numbers, and that's what everybody harps on. It's a low-hanging fruit. He has the pressure numbers. He's elite. He's going to show it again in 2021. Uh, but within the middle, we have representation here along our defensive line, Pete, from every NFC's team. Fletcher Cox, who is just ageless, um, although BLG talked about how he's kind of maybe a little overrated at this point. I disagree with that. Brett Veach um, guy, uh, by the way. Brett Veach very high on Fletcher who's Cox. Who's that? Who's Brett Veach? General cares. manager nobody of the cares. Kansas yeah, City cares. Chiefs. Mm, uh, originally cares. was the first on Fletcher Cox when they drafted him to Philly during that time. But yeah, a long time ago now. Mm, nobody cares. Anyway. Uh, the other fact def- for you. <laughs> MFM. <laughs> FF Monday, Monday um, football Monday fun fact wow that's a lot of continents um anyway uh the other defensive tackle two continents as well LW Leonard Williams one of the things that like you know I don't know if you want to Kate for your fellow I don't know if he's a Queens guy or whatever um I've never been to New York so I can't really speak with authority the only New York you know you've never I been do. to New York what the hell the only like perusing I've done in New York is in the Spider-Man video games when I swing through. So like I'm well versed on the terrain. You know what I mean? I just haven't like physically been there myself. Let me uh, preface this for a second here. Right. I really do consider myself a New Yorker, Kansas Cityan. Very happy to live in Kansas City. It is my second home, I call it. NYKC. Uh, RJ, 
New York is the capital of the world. Get to New York at some point here. I mean, you're a big food guy. You know where you can find the best food of any kind of food that you want? California. The, the streets of New York. So mm. get out there. Take a trip. Get the get the wife. Maybe strap in the dog. Little road trip from Westlaco to <laughs> New York City. I actually was going to bring up my wife when we were talking about the pancakes. Uh, do you put peanut butter on your pancakes? I, I eat them so rarely that I'm just a syrup and butter man. See, like I, that's how I I roll. But my wife introduced me to putting peanut butter on, and I just can't rock with it. Like it's it's too. I don't like it. So, um, but I anyway. bet peanut butter and banana pancakes would be quite a treat. Honestly, mm, if you're talking banana pancakes, now you're, you're singing the Jack Johnson music mm. right there, baby. That's um, right. <laughs> but okay, Leonard Williams. Yeah, this is a, a a player that Dave Gettleman has kind of been proven right on. Like we roast Dave Gettleman, we drag him. Uh, but he's done some things that have made some sense, ultimately. I love also, too, the blue, or I should say in this case, the gangrene to blue swap where you just Ooh. keep, you stay in the stadium, right? But you switch colors. I mean, not a lot of people have done that. I, I always I always like that, uh, seeing that type of uh, trade-off from Jets to Giants, or Giants to Jets, the, the opposite as well. The MetLife rivalry. Um, so this was tough. Pete talking about the linebackers. Blake Martinez, also from the G-Men, uh, kind of won out as the best veteran linebacker. A little bit undervalued last year. Kind of a quietly efficient season uh, for New York. New York. Um, and then, again, this speaks to the quality of the division. And specifically, this was a hard exercise. Putting together the best defense in the NFC East. Uh, but Micah Parsons, uh, Micah Parsons who... Uh, obviously was the 12th overall pick by the Cowboys, um, you know, in a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles, on and on and on, all the NFC. There's, this this pick is dripping with NFC East. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how he's not one of the best already, and that was kind of where we settled here. Yeah, I think you guys made the right call. Also going two linebackers considering the state of the NFL. This is exactly what we did for the NFC South, and I think you guys have the two right names there. Blake Martinez started with the Packers and just kind of continued on with that high level of play with the New York Giants, which is not something you always see after the you get to the second team. And so it's been good to see that. And I, I like Mika Parsons as well. That on. Uh, secondary time, uh, as you mentioned, we're playing uh, some nickel here. So we do have three corners. James, James Bradbury, excuse me, who was the Giants had a lot of quietly efficient and productive people. Um, so congratulations to him. Kendall Fuller, I know you're a fan, Pete Tweedy, uh, from the Washington football team. And William Jackson III, a new member of the football team, but he's on the team, so that counts. Uh, really great move, really great signing for Washington this offseason. Uh, at safety, we do have Cameron Curl, uh, who is, again, quietly had a productive season last year for Washington. Uh, really hard to stand out on that defense if you're not one of the front guys, so really impressive job by him. We'll see if he can improve in year two. And Logan Ryan, kind of in the twilight of his career, um, just there's not a lot here. There's not a lot in this division to really brag about. So congratulations to these five. Yeah, James Bradbury was a name that I had been eyeing for the Kansas City Chiefs because mm. they just really don't go premium at the cornerback position. And he is just a different type of player. So I was happy to see him on this list. And Kendall Fuller, she mentioned sealed Super Bowl 54 in Miami. Remember me and you in Miami? Uh, Fuller made the interception to, to Miami. Yeah, to, to seal it for the Kansas City Chiefs as I covered uh, the Super Bowl win. They ended up going back to the Super Bowl. We don't have to talk about the next one, but uh, yeah, mm -hmm. Kendall Fuller sealed up the W against the 49ers. So good. And then Logan Ryan. I, I think he has to be on this list. And as you mentioned, it's a little bit of a weaker division when it comes to safeties. And so just a natural fit there. Just so everybody knows, when Pete and I were running around Miami, he sent mm -hmm. me a text of a statue that was um, 
a little bit vulgar. Really, yeah. Um, don't know why uh, there's a gigantic statue with really. I'm I'm just gonna tell you. I'm not cursing here, so don't worry about the kids. Right? It was a naked butt. I mean, it's a naked butt statue, and uh, I took a selfie with it and said, "RJ, look what I found. Uh, butts in Miami." But it was like it was massive. I mean, this thing was like six feet tall. I mean, it was you know. There was, you know, how people put like banana for scale. There was a peat for scale. Yeah. Uh, so. This statue had some junk in the trunk, and we can all aspire to be uh, and look like something like this. I think everybody really would like to have a little bit of extra junk in the trunk. Incidentally enough, it was near a pizza shop that you and I enjoyed a couple of pies at. So that's why I don't eat pancakes. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody, we're going to take a break and pay the bills. Then we have a couple of things to hit on before we get out of here. Don't go anywhere, or people will be sad as we take a very quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Welcome back, Pete. Not sad, Pete. Not a butt, um, Pete. But you had some things that you wanted to talk about today. Now that the NFC East discussion is over, where do you want to go first? Yeah, I I think we're at that point right before training camp where it's still a bit slow. I mean, that is going to change really quickly here because we're finally having the three teams reporting to camp this week in the Steelers. The Cowboys and the Buccaneers, they're all reporting on Wednesday, and that is because, right, the Steelers and Cowboys, they play in the Hall of Fame game, the most pointless game in all of sports. And then uh, you have the the Cowboys and the Bucks. They got the opener. How do you feel about the Cowboys and the Bucks opener? I, I mean, that that to me is a clear beginning of an 0-1 season. Like, you wouldn't want to start like that, would you? Well, so... Um... I actually wrote about this over the weekend. The Cowboys are get ready for some Cowboys people. It's really the point of it all. You get the Cowboys in the Pro Football Hall of Fame game. You got three Cowboys going into the Hall of Fame in yeah. Jimmy Johnson, Cliff Harris, and Drew Pearson. You got the Cowboys on hard knocks. Then you got the Cowboys in the opening game of the year against the Buccaneers. I mean, there's happy, a lot of Yeah, this is a team that we don't talk about enough and very obscure in the National Football League. So I'm really thrilled that we've really leaned into the Cowboys in 2021 coming out of COVID because I they had, we don't talk about them enough. So I'm I'm glad. I'm glad um, we, we get that this year. I am somewhat I'm really pumped, honestly, about the opener. Um, and I say this purely from like a selfish standpoint, uh, because you know, Pete. In, in our line of work, in our jobs, we love our jobs. The best thing, because we're all football fans, of course. Is, is when you get to enjoy the Sunday. The worst thing is when the team you're covering plays at noon, plays at oh, three, yeah. and you've got to miss all the other stuff going on. And so, like, selfishly for myself, Cowboys going to play that Thursday. going to be awesome. going to be a great day. Everybody's going to enjoy whatever. Boom, get the dub. Friday, celebrate. Only team in the NFL to be 1-0. First team in the NFL. Only team to be undefeated, et cetera, et cetera. Enjoy some college football on Saturday. And then mm -hmm. on Sunday, Let's go back. Syracuse, of course. Yeah. Right, yeah, for sure. The orange and everything, uh, whatever. Uh, great football program. They have storied football programs, yeah. certainly. Um, and then yeah. on, on Sunday... You know, get to watch everything else. You know what I mean? Just sit back, oh, yeah. relax, hit the red zone. What's up, Andrew Siciliano? Hope you, you know, did well over the offseason. Uh, hope everything's going well. Can enjoy some of Cleveland. that that second-rate Texas barbecue probably on Sunday. I mean, it's just – it's going to be a great time. And then Monday night, now we got the the lone Monday night football game week one. I mean, I'm really looking forward to it. The Cowboys have actually won in this slot before uh, in the uh, the opening prime slot. Uh, they actually played on a Wednesday uh, back in 2012 when they beat your New York Giants, Pete Sweeney, uh, when the Giants raised their Super Bowl 46 banner. So Tom Brady and the Patriots had a banner night. They welcomed uh, the Chiefs in, and the Chiefs went all over them. Cameron, Kareem Hunt at the time. That was the big Kareem Hunt game, yeah. A beautiful – I mean, he fumbles the first snap, right, or whatever it was, and then he ends up having like 240 yards. I'm not going to look it up. A couple touchdowns and 
finally you were like, okay, maybe the Chiefs have arrived here. And then it was just disappointment after disappointment before ultimately mm. Patrick Mahomes came to town to change that. So. Well, um, I'm glad you brought up the Chiefs when we were talking about the Cowboys. But uh, yeah, Adrian I mean... Peterson still wants to play, uh, which is oh. incredible to me. And here's what he says. The training is going well. And I'm going to control the things that I can control right now. And when that time comes, somebody will give me a call. That's all I'm asking for. My body feels good. I came out healthy from last season. My body feels strong. I still feel young. I still feel good. I'm ready to play ball. And you have these dynasty fantasy leagues now where the team is already set. You have your running back in position. This is the last person you want showing up to the team that you have your fantasy running back. I know the Chiefs were involved last year, those Clyde Edwards, Alaire owners that they maybe were going to go for Peterson, but he could really go anywhere. And I think there are a couple fits in the NFL. You know, we talked about it, and this leads right into our, our Giants chat on Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley reportedly is in no rush, and he's even questioning right now coming off that major injury if he is going to be ready for week one. Could the Giants go and have a stopgap in Adrian Peterson, I think that's another interesting NFC East storyline. I'm not interested by this. I mean, I, what do like, you mean? I don't. AP? I mean, Adrian no, Peterson. It's it's AD. That's the thing. Like it's not AP. It's AD. I, blah, blah, I don't man. like. I don't like. I always. I always have not liked that. It should just be AP. But he likes to go all day. Whatever. He's 36. Uh, he. There were times last year when I said I cannot believe that's Adrian Peterson still doing it, and he's kind of went from what was what. You know, again, fantasy, the number one fantasy pick to really that Frank Gore role where he is still uh, among the running backs in the league that can put up some production. And there are also some other old running backs still available. Frank Gore, LaShawn McCoy, who, by the way, has won the last two Super Bowls, Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley. So there you go. I mean, there's still poor some Todd Gurley getting lumped into this group. I mean, just, you know, what happened look, to him? Um, I mean, it was case it was of the bad legs. Case yeah. of the bad legs. Um, here's my only take on Adrian okay. Peterson, <laughs> and right. I've written about this before. Shotgun. I know that you, you gonna... can tell. This is what happens here on Monday Football Monday. RJ comes up with a segment, and Big Pete, what does he do? He goes all <laughs> in to try to enhance it, do his best to hang out, hang it all out for his partner. Pete, he comes up with a segment. RJ is like, oh, I don't really have a take on. All right, here's what I'll say. <laughs> okay, gives the least <laughs> amount of effort. First so of that's all, how you know who came up with which segment. So first of all, Pete did a tremendous job giving us some ideas to talk about today. Super grateful for my partner on this show. Thank He's you. the man. Pete Thank is you. great. Yeah. All hell, Pete. Love he that. is Queens Boulevard. I love this um, journey for us. Yeah. I mean, I am the E to you. No, actually, you're E, I think, you know, because you're the guy from, from Queens. I mean, that's right. Um, so maybe I'm your Vince, you know what I mean? And so like, I'm your Vince, so I've got to bring you yeah. down sometimes. You're the, you're when, the star when, of the show. Yeah, yeah. without a doubt. <laughs> so, um, anyway. I guess that makes Stats Turtle and BLG. Who is BLG uh, then in this? Drama. Drama. Dr yeah. Drama. Okay, yeah, I mean, that that's fine. I'm, I'm, good with, I'm good with E. He wears a little too many <laughs> Islander shirts. You, you talk about being a hockey fan. I'm more of a New York Rangers guy. He's got the yeah. long... But, but I, that's a little bit weird for me since I grew up, for the most part, in Long Island. Oh, see, I think an E, like... E rides for New York more than Vince does. And your whole thing today has been like, I'm in a, like Vince is kind of like disconnected from it. You know what I mean? So you can tell the LA has seeped into to his exactly. quite a bit. Right. Yeah. So that's not you, P. You're still grounded. But, um, right. So, uh, my real hard take on this is 
Adrian Peterson has said several times over the last few years, because he's obviously getting up there in age, that he wants to pass Emmett Smith in terms of all-time rushing yards. Um, Emmett Smith has 18,355 career rushing yards. P- do you know how many Adrian Peterson has off the top of your head? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, give me a guess on the 1,000. <laughs> Emmett Smith has 18,355. I imagine if Adrian Peterson still thinks that he could get there, He's got to be in like the fifteen to sixteen thousand range, correct? So you're saying anything below that is a little bit of of a of a heavy dream, maybe. a reach. Yeah, he is currently sitting on fourteen thousand eight hundred and twenty. Incidentally, another I was running close. Back. I yeah. was close. Not Price is Right. Price is Right. I'm out. But right. if, you, if you're going yeah. by no, just range, no showcase here. No, agreed. I was close. Uh, but incidentally, another running back who you've mentioned, Frank Gore, is sitting on sixteen thousand even. Um, so they both, you know, I mean, at this point, like a thousand yards is very doable, even for a, a backup running back, you know, whatever. But that's like, so do you, I get your point that Saquon's kind of on the, you know, on the back, you know, on the ride back and you want to kind right. of nurse him in whatever. But if you're Adrian Peterson, like you can't afford to be going somewhere that has, you know, a top dog dude, because you need to get those carries. You've got to rip off these thousand and eleven hundred yard seasons if you're going to ultimately do this. You need a Detroit. You need, you know, uh, Atlanta uh, starter is Mike Davis right now too. I mean, that's another one that I I keep wondering if they're going to. I thought they would draft a running back. I mean, they ultimately signed an undrafted free agent, but uh, Mike Davis. Uh, that's a lot of faith in someone who really was a starter for one week, one year because CMC had these freak injuries. Mm. I see. I I think he's got to go somewhere where like there's just nobody. There, I mean, it's it's a wasteland. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's where he's got to go uh, to really flourish. A- Atlanta, I think they like Mike Davis. Um, I mean, you can kind of find somebody everywhere who the team sort of likes, right? Um, but you know, and and you never want this. I at think this he- point, just bring him to Houston with all those other old backs. <laughs> I think by the end, I mean, who knows how Deshaun Watson is going to go. We still don't have a, a resolution to that off the field or on the field. But if you really look at the running backs in that roster, what are they doing? It, it is unreal. Throw them into that mix. I love it. It is like, a, you know, we just had John Cena come back last night at Money in the Bank. Who's going to win the Money in the Bank running back competition to be the RB1 in Houston? It is anyone's game. A bunch of old faces there. I mean, to the point, the the quote in hand here comes from Sports Talk 790 in H-Town. So, I mean, maybe this go. all is going full circle. Um, last thing for SP before we get out of here on uh, an eccentric Monday Football Monday episode, you wanted to talk about the Green Bay Packers losing quite a bit of cheese. No yeah, you're, you're a guy. I know you're a big fan of this guy. President and CEO Mark Murphy said the Packers had $309 million in national revenue, up $296 million from a year ago. But local revenues fell from 210.9 to 61.8, a drop of 70.7%. Now, remember, the Packers released this data because they're publicly owned. And so this is the only team we really get this information. But what it always does in the sense of the league as a whole is it paints a picture. I mean, it's usually similar you know, across the league, of course, it's not going to be exact, but you talk about local revenue dropping to 70.7%. This is the damn NFL. These are NFL owners. They are rich for a reason. They're going to want to ha- somehow recoup this money back. And I think that's why you're seeing the league as a whole push so fervently for let's get vaccinated. Let's do everything in our power to have this normal. Let's get to 100% capacity because they're going to want to make up that money. They're not only just going to want to get 
back to normal, they want to probably over the next four to five years after this pandemic, get all of that money back. And so I think you're going to see ways and, and different events and, and whatnot to do that in each and every city. And that's why I wanted to talk about it. And good that the, the NFL has this publicly owned franchise because we are able to get that information. I have a prediction. All right, because they're clearly looking to to make some some cheese, some some cash, some cash. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Some scratch. Yep. In Green Bay, um, they're looking to make some cheese. I get it. Right. Yep. I already made the pun before you started speaking, so apparently you didn't listen. Um, I told Pete by the way, there's some stuff going on around our house. So if you hear some background noise, it sounds is... like you just flushed the toilet. <laughs> Are you in the bathroom? Are you recording this in the bathroom? I'm not. If I okay. did, then the the video you'd be seeing would be much different. Well, I'm um, relieved. But yeah, um, but so. A few weeks ago, uh, reports started to come out that the NFL, I, I don't know if the NFL owns NFL Network, that's what I imagine, that's how I understand it, but they could be looking to sell it off to somebody else to kind of be the production company behind it. Again, I'm not I'm not the glitzy, Ooh, glamorous you know, TV star. That. That, I didn't hear that, that one. Yeah. yeah, it was reported a few weeks ago. Um, okay, wow. we, we've also heard rumblings about, you know, Amazon, obviously their package for Thursday Night Football next year. They're eyeing different people to run it, et cetera, blah, blah. I don't know if you saw this today, Pete, on Monday while we were recording, not while we were recording, but um, I believe in 2022, I saw CNN is launching CNN Plus, which is just like every other plus. It's like a, an exclusive streaming based service. They're going to have more shows or whatever. My one of, I, I mean, I'm not saying this is the answer to like, you know, bridging the gap in, in revenue loss i think we're going to get like an nfl plus you know what i mean it's like the nfl had nfl now like like nine or eight years ago whenever that was it was like an app that was specific content yeah. for the app um i think we're going to get nfl plus i mean it will never be i'm ESPN. gonna go i'm going off i'm going to go off kilter here a little bit oh you're just interrupting me now let me finish my point all right cool. all, all of these pluses is just a grand pet peeve for me because here, look I we I've grown up, you know, right here, you know, past two decades, 20 years of my life, you know, from 12 on. I'm a, I'm a nice ripe 32. We used to have these cable packages and like they were ridiculous, right? It was like 95 <laughs> bucks for all these channels and we'd have hundreds and hundreds of channels. Now you have all these pluses, right? If you're paying for all the pluses and like say you have something like YouTube TV, it is now more expensive than having cable, which honestly is a better product than streaming. As great as streaming is and as great as like internet service that you have, sometimes it'll buffer out. Even like as we're recording this podcast, I could see that it, for some reason it just happens to be a little slower today. I would I'd rather have the cable in my house. And now it's gotten to a point where it's come all the way back around and it's cheaper. And the problem that you're getting here is that even with these cable packages, you're like it's not going to include Disney Plus. So you're not going to be able to freaking watch. Well, the they, do, they do have the bundle for ESPN Plus, Hulu, and Disney Plus. That bundle well, does exist to, well, to answer that. Maybe, maybe I should have that because I'm separately paying for ESPN Plus. I actually have Disney Plus, I think, from a prior relationship. Somehow that's still connected to my – and hopefully she doesn't listen to this so she changes the password because I listen. I want to watch up whenever I want. But um, long story short, I don't like the idea that we've entered the plus era of – what it should be cable television we should go back to cable let's just go back to cable um, so that was a really uh like get off my lawn tangent i think a lot of people agree with you you have you certainly have a point um i actually it, like on saturday um when i was texting Pete and he wasn't answering me it's always a devastating experience but um i was reorganizing <laughs> the apps on my ipad because i have so many like things too much. you know to watch but 
anyway, my point back here is I believe I'm anticipating, I'm guessing that we're going to get like an NFL plus. And I like this one I would pay for and I would enjoy this. It, like imagine exclusive shows. We get more fantasy shows, more power ranking shows that the whole NFL films library gets uploaded to this. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. That would be cool. That's another way to generate some hey, revenue. Pete, we, you know, we know, did you hey, watch Ted Lasso? No, I don't have Apple TV. Hey, Pete, <laughs> did you watch Billionaires? No, believe it or not. I don't have Showtime TV. Actually, I don't have it's, seven. It's I don't have billions. seven pluses. Whatever. Billions. God. Um, I'm just I've had enough of the of the plus not 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 another plus my give me I want a minus I, minus all of these premium channels and get me back to one price I'll pay 95 for all this stuff someone out there do it for me and then run the cable in and there'll be no buffering I'll have a nice guide again which is better than the than having a switch stream it, it, look I'm I'm a I'm very stressed you've made me so stressed talking about this um I will say just as we end here, this has nothing to do with football, but I found this to be a really helpful measure in my life. Um, and I love all of you. I love Pete. I'm trying to kind of assuage him and calm him down. Um, I downloaded an app that I was told uh, about by a friend called Just Watch. And it's really, really helpful because you you like put all the services that you have in there. Like you put like I have Netflix, Hulu, whatever. Mm. And if you want to watch a movie, Pete, like, you know, how sometimes you're like I want to watch this movie. And you, you're like, let me search Netflix. They don't have it. Let me search Amazon. Yeah, they don't have pain. whatever. What a this pain. this app, you tell it what you have and you search it and it tells you what service it's on. That's a really functional tool. It's called Just Watch. Not a not a, you know, paid advertisement, just a free thing that I think would help you in your life. I, I like that a lot. Uh, it's going to be something I download later today. I mean, it it in there you need it. It's gotten to a point where you have to have one hub uh, for all these different things. So, so um, training camp starts this week. This was this was a Monday. For, look, we had a lot of problems getting this show off the ground. So I mean, <laughs> I'm proud of the fact that we're about to land this bird. Yeah, um, we did without it. Without Man, um, so get me off of this plane because it, it for there was a lot of turbulence. <laughs> hey, Pete, <laughs> la last thing before we leave, who are you rooting for in the Olympics? The Olympics starting this week. Oh my God! So of course, United States uh, is is top top notch, and then second, of course, is anything that Ireland is in, since I am an Irishman, and then Italy. I'm also Italian, so the three of those countries, USA first, of course. Look at you, and, true citizen of the world, Pete Sweeney. Yeah. Um, all I right. come from a melting pot. That's what they call New York. Make sure you get out there, RJ. All right. uh, I will. Uh, try peanut butter on your pancakes, everybody. Have yourselves mm -hmm. a good week. We will see you later on. This was Monday, Football Monday. Pete, say something cool. Victory! <laughs>